Hi, I'm Hang. And I'm Helen. And welcome to the High Key Asian Podcast. A safe and open place where we can come together to discuss all things relevant to growing up and being Asian in Australia. Whether you're at home, going for a run, driving to work, or on a bus or train, heading somewhere, we hope that you can hang tight and tune into this week's episode. Welcome back to another episode of High Key Asian. I cannot believe we're at episode three. That's so exciting. Thank you guys so much for your support so far. We really, really appreciate it. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, Helen, have you told your parents about this podcast yet? I tried telling my dad about it, and he didn't really understand. Why I want to record my voice and your voice together? He didn't understand <laughs> what podcasts were. <laughs> he thought that they were just any, you know, they had to do the radio. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's like if we were to explain it to them, they'll think that we're just doing the SBS radio, and they're like, why would why would we do that? <laughs> yeah, and he was like, what do you have to report to the news? You know, to the world about? <laughs> <laughs> what do you need to tell the world? Yeah, like they were just thinking that we we're just working full time but you know little did they know that we have this like little project going on <laughs> yeah so this brings us to today's topic which is asian parent expectations dun, dun, dun. oh my lord <laughs> <laughs> this week we want to talk about the asian parent expectations we had growing up and how that impacted us as adults you know, when we talk about Asian parents, we generally think of them as overly strict, traditional, and having high standards for how their kids should be. Mm, yeah, like for me, my my dad wasn't really around when I was younger. He he worked at night and like slept during the day. Um, but my mother's expectation was for me to worry about studying and to excel on it. So I had to go to tutor since I was seven years old. Um, I also went to Vietnamese school when i was only in kindergarten so five Damn. yeah so i went early because my cousin's mother um who was a year older than me she didn't want her to go by herself so uh, my auntie and my mom thought yeah just chuck helen a year early she'll be fine <laughs> so this is for tutor or is this for this is for viet school oh this was for viet school Damn. yeah viet school was when i was five and tutor when i was like um Actually, six. I was in grade one. So okay, yeah. so you were even you were in Tudor like at six years old as well. God damn, that's young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went Tudor when I was six, and then I've like I went Tudor like all my life. You know, like my education life since I was like, until year twelve. Yeah. Um. So you know, like another expectation was that I wasn't allowed to date. I wasn't allowed to go out after school, but like I didn't mind because I went to like a girls' school and I was too shy to date any boy. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Which we mentioned in the like, last episode. <laughs> I know, too awkward. <laughs> I'll just live through my dreams in anime and like you know K drama. <laughs> um, but I remember feeling really overwhelmed with my studies in year eight, so I was fourteen because like I was aware that I was going to school every day and I never had a rest day. Yeah, I was pressured to keep up with my schoolwork as well as homework from tutor and Viet school and to do well. But like my mum did introduce me to like one on one tutors because originally I was going to a group tutor. Yeah, 
which is like a class of like other students yeah. and having the one teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it was called James An, so similar to like Kumon. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, but like it was really intense because they had like a they had separate classes, so one for general students, another one for like um specialist kids. So kids who were aiming to go to private school. So this is when we were in year seven and eight. Damn. Yeah. So whoever did well like would get shifted into that class and whoever would dumb oh, no. <laughs> just okay <laughs> stayed there um and like my mom realized that i wasn't doing too well there and at school so she like introduced me to like one-on-one tutors and then my studies got better and i enjoyed going to school and i it, it helped with my studies <laughs> what was what was her definition of like not well though because our, our definition of not well is different from you know their definition yeah. of yeah yeah yeah, so not well means not getting um, A's or A pluses. Anything okay. below that, that meant I wasn't doing well. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so that was my expectation experience growing up. So what about you, Hang? Like, what was your experiences you dealt with in relation to Asian parent expectations? Um, I think mine was similar to yours where... My dad was more chill and low-key. He was, he was kind of like the quiet type of Asian dad. Didn't really have a mm. lot of input. My mum was more strict. But even then, I wouldn't even say my mum was like a tiger mum. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but she, w- she was still tight in her own ways. Um, mm. Like, she never really forced me to do any extracurricular activities. Like, she didn't tell me to do piano or violin or karate or any of those. Mm. Um, she never really made me go to tutor classes either until like I was year 12. Um, so I think I had a pretty like kickback, and <laughs> and I think was, lucky yeah, you. <laughs> good for you. I had a midlife crisis when I was fourteen. I was crying. I remember crying oh, on my no. kitchen floor, and I was like, ah, "It's too much for me. I'm getting overwhelmed." <laughs> yeah, and then my dad had to comfort me because <laughs> for me, at least for my parents, yeah. they knew that you know tutor classes and extracurricular activities would cost a lot of money Ah. so i think they were just being very like frugal with their money they were like oh you don't need that yeah Yeah. so i think that was more of the reason why they never really had it hard on me and to be fair you were the youngest you know yeah i was was literally just about to say (laughs) (laughs) i was literally about to say that like I feel like because, like, my older siblings, they may have had it, like, mm. a little bit harder than I had. Yeah. And they ended up doing well, where by the time it came to me, my, my mum was, like, my mum trusted me enough to, like, just do things on my own. Uh, oh, she was done. I'm like, yeah. I'm done. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. All the other kids are well off. You can do whatever you I want. I know. <laughs> just finish your 12. Uh-huh. And go to uni. Uh-huh. And I think, like, although... Like like what you said, I think the only time where she was just really strict was uh, with my studies. Um, yeah. Like education was the most important thing to her because mm. education meant I could get a good stable job in the future. Um, but in saying that, she never really had that expectation of me wanting to needing to become like a doctor or anything. She just mm. wanted me to just study hard and get a full time job. That was just yeah. her envision. Um, I remember I even had like different career goals when I was younger and she supported like every one of them. Like Mm. I wanted to be a teacher when I was a kid. I wanted to be a fashion designer. Um, And at one point I even wanted to be a doctor, not even for her, but just for me because I remember I saw my dad was sick one day and I was just like, oh, I want to be a doctor to like cure him. Oh, cute. Yeah. So it Mm -hmm. wasn't even them pressuring me to do that. 
Yeah. So she never really judged any of my career goals either. Mm-hmm. I think I just put the pressure on myself to do well because I was comparing myself to others that mm. were doing super well in their studies. Yeah, and yeah. I think in high school, I was fortunate enough not to get any acne, like, you know, the puberty stage kind of thing. But it hit me after high school. Beauty <laughs> <laughs> days. I know, where I had heaps of acne and my mom literally criticised me every single day. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, of my skin and my skincare mm-hmm. routine. Because she had the expectation that, like, you gotta look beautiful, you gotta, like, have that perfect, <laughs> smooth skin, yeah. which, you know, I was freaking going through hormones, yeah. so all my acne was flaring up yeah. and everything. And I even remember I didn't use any makeup in high school either because I was just in high school, I didn't really think of it. And we went to a girl's school, I didn't give a shit. Yeah, and when I first started using makeup during uni, she was so excited. She was just like, oh my god, you're gonna look so pretty with makeup, like, everything. <laughs> Um, yeah, she just really looked forward to any time like I dressed up or looked pretty instead of my potato self at home. Oh. Yeah, so I think like she also just had the expectation of me being a girly girl, pretty Mm. kind of girl. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, I remember like, yeah, I did have acne when I was in high school and my mom did everything that she could to make me look pretty right like smooth skin white skin you know blemish free so like i went to the doctor so the doctor like prescribed me acne cream but then like it dried the heck out of my skin and then my mom's like nah scrap that that doesn't work so then she went to a um you know those chinese herbal medicine store oh yeah yeah like took back yeah 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 yeah. yeah. so that i had to drink 14 of little black balls right not boba balls right like fucking bitter ass (laughs) balls that I had to eat Damn. like 14 of them every single day and it was so painful. Well, no, maybe not 14, like 21. So I had to take seven little pills after every meal and it was very bitter. Oh my God. And I remember bringing them to like one of the camps. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would like, <laughs> I have to hide into the toilet and just like drink them oh, after a meal. Oh. Yeah, it was just really annoying. So did people around you live similar to you and your parents' expectations or did they have different expectations from their parents? So like I said before, I was 14 and then I was like aware of about the expectation with doing well in school. That really applies in high school. Like so my friends in high school were mainly Asians Mm. and there were like some like white and like other races but the ones that I really clicked with were the Asians and they also had the same expectations from their parents. My Asian peers, I remember when we got our tests back or or our assessments back, they would ask like, oh, what what was your grade? You know, and then they would compare and then they'll congratulate or admire those who got like A pluses, you know, and like, so it was so hard to like hide your grades when you didn't do so well, (laughs) you know, or you you did tell them and then you just feel shit afterwards. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I remember like, What's it called? They, a lot of like the Asian did the Asian five. So mm. methods, chemistry, like physics, biology. and Those were the Asian math. five subjects that um, people generally yeah. took. And that's why it's known as the Asian five. Yes. Yeah, um, when you were like in year 11 and 12, like that's the subjects that you do in order to get a um, good score and therefore a good university yeah, and yeah, therefore yeah. job. <laughs> um, it's crazy how people are still doing the Asian five. Well, my cousins, like, had the same expectations from their parents. They actually had 
to be forced to play the piano. Oh, damn. Yeah, but for me, my mum didn't. I think, like, for her, it was like, oh, yeah, she has tutor and bit school and that's enough. Uh, but I remember, like, I had a family party and my auntie whipped out her violin. Yeah. And um, she taught me, like, how to play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And I just fell in love. I was just like, oh, my God, I really want to learn how to play it. But mum's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have money. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I just accepted it. <laughs> so it's funny because, like, our parents were, like, strict but also frugal. So, yeah. like, they're like, yeah, we're going to give you this, but yeah, not all not of all it. Of you it. know, we're just yeah. not that. But to be yeah. fair, like, my cousins now, like, they don't mm. even play the pianos anymore. And, and, like, it was so expensive to buy the instrument. And it's like, so, it's like, throwing it out will be such a waste. Um, mm, that's true. So it's just like left yeah. there. Yeah. So I bet my mum be like, yeah, I made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Good job, mum. Good job. Yeah. I have a younger brother. Yeah. So it's just myself and my younger brother. Mm. And he was a premature baby. Mm-hmm. He also had like delayed speech. And yeah. My mum was very easy on him. Yeah. She was his kupyang or like little golden nugget. Like, so she would always be like, oh, you know, he's your younger brother. You know, it should be easy on him. And she just wanted him to be healthy yeah. because when he was younger, yeah. like I said, he was a premature baby. So he wasn't well. Uh-huh. But luckily she said that he did get better. But then even though he was healthy... He wasn't talking, so he had to go to like a speech therapist, and he had to like stay back into kindergarten, and therefore that you know for her she's like oh as long as he's happy and healthy that's enough for her. Yeah, but for me, <laughs> I was the oldest, so her standards were higher because she was like oh look you didn't go through what your brother had to go through, so just study well and have a good future and make enough money support yourself and us. <laughs> Did that ever make you feel frustrated because you were just given a lot more pressure than your younger brother? Even though you knew how it was for your brother and all, like, did you ever feel, like, frustrated that, like, oh my god, this is not fair for me? Or... Surprisingly, no. Oh, okay. No. Because, okay. like, like I, I do love my brother. Like, we're really close. Yeah. And I don't think I ever resented him for, like, us being different. Um, I think, like, the, the resentment went to my mum, not him. <laughs> I hate you, mum. <laughs> I hate you, mum. What do I have to learn about trigonometry and fucking writing essays? But yeah, whatever. Um, I do love your brother, though. He's very sweet. He's very lovely. Yes. Yeah. He's cute. <laughs> he is cute. Yeah. Oh, um, and I remember in high school, there were um, our friends with white kids. And I was surprised that they didn't go to tutor. But they went to, like, after-school sports club, like soccer and tennis. So overall, they had oh, a okay. Yeah, they had like a really chill life <laughs> compared to us. Um, how was it for you in comparison to others, Hank? I think I was exposed, like what you said, to a mix of people, mm. especially during high school. Well, actually, in primary school, I was with people who had parents that were super chill. Like I mentioned, um, my two best friends back then were Australian and European, and their parents were so chill. Like they were actually best friends with their parents and I know a lot of people are best friends with their parents but Mm -hmm. for me and my parents I just I just can't get on that level I still see them as you know older and I respect them and all authority yeah yeah Yeah. I remember telling them back then in primary school that I was going to an all-girls high school and they were so shocked and they were like doesn't your mom want you to ever have a boyfriend and i just remember back then i sided with them because i was like yeah why why is my mom chucking me into a girl girl school yeah. i really hate it and that i wanted to go to the same school that they went to oh, which were like co-ed yeah. schools 
but then growing up now I realized that oh they did it like my parents threw me in a girl school because they felt like boys would distract me mm. from my studies and if I don't do well in my studies I can't get a good job or good money yeah. etc so I didn't realize it back then but that was kind of like how um, it mm-hmm. played out I also had moments where I remember in year eight I knew a girl whose mum had the highest expectations of her to always get A's. Yeah. And she moved to one of the known top schools in Melbourne, which is uh, McGrobs. So for those who don't know, in year eight, you can participate in an exam for a chance to enter into McGrobs or Melbourne High. Mm-hmm. And they were well known for being top schools in Melbourne. And the only way for you to get in is to pass the exam. So for the girl that I knew in year eight, uh, she got accepted into that school because she studied really hard for it. And I remember she was so like eloquent with her words. She was also Asian as well, and you know this girl as well, uh, Helen. Mm. Um, and she always like put a lot of pressure on herself because she even admitted that she had a fear of failure. Mm. And we're not sure whether it was her family that put the pressure on her or whether it was herself. Mm. But I remember respecting her a lot because she was such a hard worker. Mm. But I also just remember that like I I can't imagine being in the same position as you, just like day and night studying for like this exam to get into the school um and then yeah and then i had my general friends that were also asians and had similar expectations from their parents and my parents yeah but yeah i think i've had just like i've just been exposed to a a mix of people where their parents were either super chill which Mm. is generally the the (laughs) non-asians um and then the people who like really had a super hard and put a lot of pressure on themselves to do really really well both extremes huh yeah yeah exactly it's like it's like up to the parents you know behavior like as in like extreme expectation like there are those who are like oh yeah try to study hard because i know that there was a um i don't know if we're talking about the same girl but like her relatives were all working in the medical field and they're all went to like McRob or yeah I, I think we I. are talking about the same oh, girl okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't want to yeah. put her name out there yeah, um, yeah of but course. yeah 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 um and it was just like this pressure for her to like you know be normal like her relatives mm. I just wonder like what happens if there was ever like a you know a cousin or brother or sister that weren't able to like meet that standards like what would happen to yeah. that person yeah exactly really exactly mm-hmm. yeah it is it is really hard that um mm. for us i i'd say that we're we're lucky mm-hmm. um that we didn't have the uh extreme tiger mum, yeah. tiger dads uh mm-hmm. type of parents out i mean our parents were i would say like general asian parents but yeah they were it wasn't to an extent where uh, like instill that fear yeah 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 like like life ends if um if i don't meet this expectation kind of thing our parents were quite uh quite forgiving in that sense Well, like these expectations definitely gave us a lot of pressure and emotional struggle through our younger years and even now occasionally. But I think the reason our parents were tough on us was because they didn't have the lifestyle we have now. Like we have the education that wasn't disrupted. Like for them, it was the war that disrupted their education. 
So therefore, like, they just want us to have an easygoing and financially stable future. They believe that if we pursue to become a doctor, lawyer, an engineer, you know, basically a high-paying job, we would live the ideal life. Yeah. And, like, I can't help but to also think that they like bragging their child to other parents. Oh, 100%. And it's just like, in a day, it's like, oh, she just let your child do whatever they want. (laughs) Like, for me, I didn't favor any of those professions. Like, I loved volunteering in high school and in my final year in in school, I was like the co-president of the Leo's Club, which is like a youth... Yeah, like a youth initiative club where, like, we organize events and fundraisers to help our local community. So... I had the opportunity to like work alongside the younger year levels, so the year 11s and 10s when I was in year 12. And I was just like amazed how much they could achieve when you just empower and encourage them to do the best. So that's why when I was in year 12, I chose to study either like education or youth work. Yeah. But my mum wasn't happy about it when I got into the course. <laughs> I just, I just, <laughs> I just like, you just did I, it. You just did it anyway. I just fucking did it. I was just like, yeah. Did she like, um, come to understand it after you were studying it and explain it to him or like um like did she become accepting of it eventually uh yeah she did like at first she didn't understand what youth work was and yeah she would actually persuade me to work in the beauty industry oh okay um yeah but then i vowed myself to prove her wrong that i like i could do what i love and have a decent future and like get a good income out of it yeah um yeah. You did it. I did it. <laughs> yeah. I think um like what you said, like for both my parents, uh they never really had the education they wanted. Mm. My mom stopped school when she was a grade five because of wow. the war and I think my dad stopped somewhere in his teens as well. So they never like continued school from then. And they both worked at a fish market in Vietnam that required a lot of physical labor and they weren't the wealthiest as well in Vietnam. When they immigrated to Australia by boat, this was because of the war, Mm. they were met with even more challenges because they couldn't speak English and so they continued to do more physical labor and work so that they could raise their kids. And I don't think they have any regrets about their lives, but I think they don't want their kids, which is us, to go through the same thing as them. Mm-hmm. And they realize that education is so powerful, yeah. which is why they put so much emphasis on it, mm. because that's what they lacked back mm. then when they were in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially like we live in Australia, so we have a great opportunity to learn and grow. Yeah. And the reason why education is so important to them is because I think for them, money is just a really important factor to live well off. And for you to get good money, you need to get a good job. For you to get a good job, you need to study hard. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how the calculation works for them. Yeah. Um, how I mentioned that my mum was being strict with how my skin looks um, because in her mind she thinks that image is what gets you through life as well so she had the perspective back then where you need to be pretty to get a good husband Mm. because that was her just her traditional mindset so I understand it now looking at it more but it's so interesting because lately her perspective has shifted 
where she's like, you don't need a husband to live <laughs> your life. <laughs> wow. And, yeah, that's so crazy to me because, like, back then, she would just always be like, you need a good husband, you need to do this, that, this, all the traditional things that you can think of. Wow. But now she's, like, more open-minded to that independent woman culture kind of thing. That's really good. And I forget that while I'm learning as I grow older, so is she. Like, she's learning and she's opening up her mind even more than she used to be. Mm. And that's amazing. It is slow, but it is bit by bit. And it makes me happy to see that. Mm. Um, Like, she's not stuck in her traditional mindset. Yeah. I mean, it is progress. And, like, it's... It's creating opportunities for you to approach each other without any restrictions. So in terms of like her traditional views, you feel like you can approach her more and you're happier to just be you and you know that she's happy to accept that. Yeah, because part of these expectations, it causes like misunderstandings and And corruption to form. Yeah, between like the parent and the child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that's, that's really healthy. <laughs> I'm happy for you too. <laughs> Do you think we'll be like our parents and carry out these similar expectations to our kids? To be honest, like if I was younger, I would have. But now as an adult, I'm more understanding of my own views and values as a person. So to answer your question, not really. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll encourage my child to finish high school to just get that basic education. Yeah, yeah. But after that, I just want them to figure out who they want to be in life. So to be honest, like I, I aim to be an assertive parent. Mm. So where I fall in between an aggressive and permissive parent. Yeah. So I'm, I'm willing to listen, yet be clear on the rules and safety in my household. And I want to give my child choices to enable them to like participate and like find their own decisions. It's just like get that overall like healthy balance of nurture and structure. Yeah. So I'm not saying my parents didn't give me love. They just displayed it and said it differently. Yeah. Yeah. So my mum would, um, she would just ask like, oh, Angel, which is like, have you eaten? And, you know, she'll cut up like plates of fruit. But then every now and then she would like give me hugs and kisses, even as like Aww. an adult now. Yeah, my dad does the same thing too. He's more like awkward because he's a man. (laughs) I really liked how you mentioned that you would give choices to your kids because it's so important that we're given choices and options and or instead of, I guess it didn't particularly happen with us, but for other people, maybe their parents kind of just gave them that one choice. You are going to study, you are going to be a doctor. This is like your whole life. Whereas Mm. for you, and I, I guess for me as well, like we want to be able to provide them the options and choices that no you can earn money other than just doing nine to five you can do so many other things in the world and still be as amazing yeah um, as you are Mm. yeah i think that they fear that they'll become like them when they first arrived in australia like living in that lifestyle where it was just so hard to just get your feet on the ground you know just like get your basics needs met their definition of happiness is like through specific like stable jobs and all. yeah but it, it also makes me think like in a way like i feel like some asian parents say like they're living their dream through their child oh yeah that's a good point you know so it's like oh i couldn't be a doctor or like a lawyer or whatever high you know status profession but i can make my child become who I want to be and show it off to other parents yeah. you know, that my child has been great. But like what that creates is that the child is not being able to make their own decisions and therefore like have this mindset that 
they have to do what society expects from them and they would never be happy because they would never know what they want all their life they've been living through their parents' visions and wants and needs yeah it's like it it does have like a ripple effect on these children there can be a level of unhealthiness that can come from our parents uh high expectations but it all means well i think like my boyfriend said that uh, he feels like i won't be a chill parent (laughs) he thinks (laughs) he thinks i'll be a more strict parent which i can i can see from his perspective because yeah my mom was like strict to me as a kid and me as a kid i hated it but me as an adult I learned a lot of appreciation mm. towards my life and yeah. gratitude as well. Yeah. Um, not taking things for granted and all. It was, yeah, it was pretty much mm-hmm. just tough love. Like her telling me to study hard, there was a reason behind that. And um, her telling me that I got to look pretty all the time, there was a reason behind that. So I understand that it all meant well. But in saying that, I think I'll carry it out differently mm. where I'd be more understanding mm-hmm. and patient with my child. Well, I, w- I would hope to be more understanding and patient with my child or kids. Like, mm. I-, I think for you, you mentioned how, like, oh, you, you and your parents, like, hug each other, kiss each other and all that <laughs> stuff. But my parents and I don't really show that. I think we stopped mm-hmm. showing the physical affection when I got into, like, high school, maybe. Yep. And then, like, I don't know whether it was just, like, me being in my teens and I just felt that was just awkward. And even up till now, like, it's been a very long time since I've hugged them <laughs> and all. Um, just because it's so awkward. And yep. even, like, saying I love you to each other, like, I don't think, I, I don't think we've said that for a very, very, very long time. Hmm. But I think I want to... Um, I want to, like, say that to my kids. I want to, like, show them my love and all through verbal um, affirmations and all. But, like, you know, my mum's love language was, like, cutting fruit for me, (laughs) Um, asking me if I have eaten. Mm. Um, Those were her ways of telling me that she loved me, same as my dad as well. So, um, like, how I agree with you where I don't think it was I don't think our parents had any bad intentions or their expectations obviously their love was different and um what they wanted from us is the best that they wanted for us yeah and I think the most important thing is that our parents are really hard on us when we fail or when we do something wrong but I think for me I want to make sure as a parent to let the child know that it's okay to make mistakes and that it's okay Mm. to Mm -hmm. fail because that leads to success eventually um yeah, I don't want them to be so hard on themselves. I remember in freaking like year 11, I called you, Helen, and I was just like, dude, I failed this like methods test. Oh my God, I remember like, that. Oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah, and I was just like, and I like full, like, I felt so crap because I was just like, oh, I like, I really wanted yeah. to do well. And you were just reassuring me that like, you know, it takes a lot of effort and hard work. Mm. But yeah, it's just like, it's so crap because I felt bad that I, I didn't meet, like I, I wasn't good enough for my parents. Um, it was just like a really, really, it was just like, I put a lot of pressure on myself for absolutely no reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it's just, I want to be the type of parent where I'm just telling the kid that it's a, it's okay for you to fail because yeah. you will eventually get there if you work hard and yeah. put in the effort. Mm. Um, so I guess the, the way that I'll show my love will be different from my parents. Mm. Um, I think the expectations will be that, you know, obviously I still do want them to study hard and all, but it's just the, the way I show it and express it will be yeah, different definitely. from how they... But, like, um, I'm, I'm assuming that their parents also instilled that expectations on them. So, you know, yeah. the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. And so they're just instilling what their parents instilled in them. 
um, you know, control C, control V. But like for us, like we lived in the uh, Western society. So we got to be exposed in like two perspectives on like yeah. raising or living in a certain lifestyle. Uh-huh. Um, so like we're, we're really fortunate we got that opportunity because I'm sure that our lifestyle would be very different if we as Vietnamese were born in Vietnam. We're sharing our experiences that are is a little bit, I would say, more on the light-hearted end of um, Asian parent expectations. There's a lot of other people that have mm. had uh, different variations of how they grew up with their parents. Yes. And this is just our perspective. So, you know, we, we don't want to generalize specific no, things, but this is just like purely our opinion. So thank you for listening to this episode and we hope that you enjoyed it. While it was a struggle for us growing up with these expectations from our parents, we can laugh it off now as oh. we... <laughs> and, and then cry. <laughs> and cry. Um, you know, we can laugh it off now as we grew older and gained the understanding that it was tough love from the end. If you guys were able to relate to anything we've said or have a story yourself that you want to share feel free to let us know via our Instagram at hi.keyasian. Also, feel free to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify if you want to stay in touch with our upcoming episodes. We hope to catch you guys next time. Thanks again and bye. Thank you so much, everybody. See you soon.